Are you curious about that one supplement that I take every single day? In fact, multiple times a day? Head on over to Organifi.com forward slash Varga, use promo code Varga to save 20% off of your next order. Why I love Organifi is they are glyphosate-free, non-GMO, superfoods, and adaptogenic fruit juice blends. Superfoods are really important for your everyday metabolic processes, and adaptogens are really key to help you overcome stress in stressful situations. Stress is a sign of being alive, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just make sure we have adaptogens on board so we can cruise through that stress, overcome those obstacles with greater grace and ease. Enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast, and you're going to love Organifi. Welcome, everyone. I am so grateful to have you hanging out with us here today on the Rachel Varga podcast. And I had my beautiful off-grid day yesterday. I saw another massive black bear. And I am as grounded as can be. You'll probably even see it if you're watching this on the Facebook page or the YouTube channel. I just feel so incredibly relaxed right now and excited about the conversation we're going to have today about exploring peptides for the skin and body with one of my colleagues in the U.S., Nicole Lefebvre. And I'm going to uh, talk to you a little bit about her and what she does. But first, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell notification so that you know when I go live next and subscribe on the podcast. Leave, leave a review. Let me know what you'd like to learn more about. I do know that peptides are a hot topic, so I'm going to be spending a little bit of time uh, bringing on the best guests that I know at this time to talk about what it's like to integrate peptides into their practice and what that means for you. So Nikal Lefebvre is the owner and operator of Ageless Health Medicine in Portland, Oregon. She is a longevity medicine expert who specializes in cosmetic and integrative health. She utilizes a blend of Western and natural therapies to optimize the health of her patients. She crafts independent care plans and partners with her clients to build upon the body's intuitive desire to be healthy. Her craft is often referred to as biohacking, but it is so much more than that. Nikala holds postgraduate education in a multitude of peptide and aesthetic therapies. Her mission is to help people feel good and look good doing it. Well, we are, you know, two peas in a pod when it comes to that. Welcome, Nikal. It's great to have you here on the show to talk all about peptides. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Rachel. How are you today? Like I said before, I am grounded. <laughs> I feel like there is no beta state brainwaves happening in me today. So if I'm a little extra relaxed in this episode, it is because I spent an entire day off grid yesterday in the wilderness with a couple bears and had a great time. Well, I will so, take some of those vibes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you go right ahead. <laughs> So tell us, Nikal, you have done uh, quite a bit of work in getting updated and kind of like clinically prepared to offer peptides in your in your practice. And for everybody tuning in, obviously, this isn't medical advice. This is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. But Nikal, just tell us how you started to get into the space of peptide therapy and how has it helped your patients? Well, 
I started um, offering hormone optimization to my patients because with all of the exposures that we have um, and consistent stressors that we experience, like because of our nonstop exposure to electronics and light and so many people who aren't really getting off the grid, we actually are finding that people are having abnormal hormones um, in their 30s and 40s rather than 50s, 60s, 70s. And so I started doing um, hormone treatment about three years ago. And what I realized is, is that when you get people on medical hormone optimization for the right person, that's the right therapy. But when you're doing it in young people, you actually start to shut off um, the natural abilities of the pituitary gland and the adrenal glands. And you get people really reliant on supplementary hormones. So I really wanted to figure out how we could kind of hack the body and how we could um, stimulate people to optimize their own hormones through uh, basically having them have their own body processes do the job. And so what I found out about peptides is that um, they are branch chain amino acids. They're small messengers in the body, and often they are produced uh, precursors to the pituitary gland. And they will send messages throughout the body to produce the hormones that we need to um, build muscle, have good sexual function, have um, neurogeneration, and improve our thinking, our skin, everything. And so what I found is, is that if we could kickstart people's bodies to do what they're supposed to do naturally, then we weren't gonna get people dependent on the pharmaceutical world. And so that's kind of what attracted me to peptides. Tell us a little bit about the training that you underwent, the programs, classes you attended in order to start to integrate this into your practice. Yeah, so I first started actually just researching FDA approved peptides because there are quite a few FDA approved peptides, but they aren't approved for anti-aging. And so I just looked into, um, I, I took a pharmaceutical course that was focused on FDA approved peptides. And I initially just got, you know, 38 CME credits that were just really, really focused on what possible side effects were, um, the chemical makeup of the medications, how they operate in the body, um, how we metabolize them. And then from, um, basically making some inference about what these peptides could do off label, I sought out some of the best uh, anti-aging experts and in, in the country. And I just tried to hook up with them through Instagram and different places and got a lot of information about where the best coursework was. And then I joined A4M, uh, which is a group that's focused on anti-aging. And I just started taking a lot of courses and pursuing certification from A4M so that I could be considered an expert in the field. And those classes are typically held by endocrinologists who have been using peptides for greater than 25 years to treat a multitude of conditions. Um, and then also noticed the kind of parallel opportunity to use those peptides to promote health as opposed to treat disease. I love that. Uh, in the era of everybody trying to get their products online, including skincare and including supplements from these third-party auction websites, if you're doing that right now, even if you're getting your makeup, if it's going in or on your body, stop 
doing that because the issue with counterfeit products is huge. So what would be your recommendation, Nikel? Should we be buying our own peptides online and trying to have at it ourselves? Or should yeah. we be getting them through a professional provider? Absolutely not. You should not be buying them online. Uh, part of the reason why is because any uh, peptide that you're purchasing online, if it is not a prescription medication, it isn't even going to have enough of a percentage for it to be effective. So essentially, you're just wasting your money. Um, most of these medications, especially if they're topical, they need to be in a carrier compound in order for them to penetrate the skin and be um, effective. And then if, if you're utilizing them as supplements, oftentimes these medications don't make it through the first pass of the liver and they aren't even getting into your system. So it's one of those things where uh, it's like taking too many vitamins. It's just not gonna do the job, you know? So most peptides are only effective via subcutaneous injection or topical. There are very few by mouth peptide medications that are effective. And uh, something that would be an injectable has to be a prescription. And you wanna make sure that you're getting it from a qualified healthcare professional and that they're doing an assessment and exam and make sure that you are, um, you're, it's okay for you to use because these do have side effects and they, they can cause, um, if you're, if you're overdosing on them or you're, um, not taking them, taking enough, what you're really doing is desensitizing your body to a process that's natural. If you're not taking enough and you're going to get in the way of your body doing what it innately knows how to do. And if you're taking too much, um, it can cause meagly of a lot of spaces in the body. So too many peptides can cause too much bone growth, too much muscle growth, too much tendon growth, and those cause their own problems as well. Fascinating. Because I see a lot of people, uh, you know, showing off that they're doing these peptide therapies at home. And I always kind of wonder, are they actually getting them from a trusted source from a trusted manufacturer? And in fact, I've even heard issues of qualified healthcare professionals having issues with their manufacturers. So I suspect Absolutely. that peptide therapy is pretty new and there can be some issues with production. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that? I saw you nod your head. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to name the pharmacy because the owner of the pharmacy is a really, really respectable person. Uh, but they started building um, uh, compound peptides in their facility without the appropriate uh, certification from the FDA and ended up um, not being able to get all of the ingredients that they needed to do it right. And luckily they just kind of reached out to everybody that they were working with and said, Hey, we realized we didn't have the right um, 503B licensing. And so we have to put all of our product production on hold for a whole year, um, which they were the biggest peptide pharmacy in the U S. So they, it, they had a lot of peptide providers scrambling, uh, but luckily here in the U S we have the international peptide society. And so, um, at this point, we now have a, a group of professionals that actually vet uh, the pharmacies that we use. And they also require any provider who's offering peptide therapy um, and is on their webpage to have a certain level of education and experience with peptides. So if you really are interested in peptides, um, that's, that's the resource that I would say to go to is the International Peptide Society's webpage. And you can do a find a provider, find a pharmacy, 
uh, local to you. And if you find any of those things, uh, if you find a pharmacy local to you, they would likely be able to refer you to a provider local to you that can work with you as well. Um, but these really do need to be prescription and they need to be produced in facilities that have the appropriate licenses and, um, and by qualified compounding pharmacy professionals who have had good training. I am uh, surprised that you've had firsthand experience with that within a year of doing this. So we were kind of chatting off camera about this in a previous discussion with aesthetic, aesthetic treatments and primarily aesthetic injectables. I do go by a seven to eight year rule because mm -hmm. typically the first iteration of a product, whether that's a laser, whether that's a skincare product, the first iteration of it or a version typically isn't going to be the best. It typically gets better with time. It's like cool sculpting. The first generation of cool sculpting, which was a cryolipolysis treatment for freezing and killing your fat cells. The second generation was so much better. It was more comfortable. It was more effective. There was more bruising. And we see that with medications like this. And that's great to hear that there have been a number of endocrinologists that have been using peptides for about 20 years. This is excellent. And being able to then put your clinical expertise on it is great. And uh, I see sometimes people using things like peptide therapy, including melanotan. And the interesting oh. thing about melanotan is one of my good friends was using it. And what happened in the summer is their brown spots or their age spots, sunspots, liver spots, you know, many different names for the same thing. Uh, they actually hyperpigmented. Yeah. And the type, uh, you know, this individual's in their 40s. And the, the appearance of their, their sunspots looked like what you would see in a 70-year-old within a month or two. So with these peptide ther therapies, they definitely do carry side effects. And that's just one that I'll mention that I've kind of seen in passing in a friend of mine with uh, melanotan. So if you are using that, because we are getting into the summer, make sure you're using your sun protection. You can use some topical products to help to combat that hyperpigmentation because that's what it's doing is it's allowing your body to basically make a little bit more melanin, which can give you a bit of innate sun protection and also give you a bit of a nice tan glow. What's your take on melanotan? So um, my take on melanotan is that it's a wonderful UV protective medication, but I require a full skin assessment, gown you down, and I go through um, everything because ultimately melanotan can also make melanoma grow. So if you have a family history or a personal history of melanoma or any suspicious lesions on your body, I require a biopsy before I would prescribe anything like melanotan. I also find that melanotan can help with the mood, especially in the summer uh, or in the winter, I'm sorry. So when you're not actually getting sun exposure, it seems to have a little bit of a vitamin D effect. So I really do appreciate it. But if you are using melanotan in the summer, you really, really need to be, be vigilant with your SPF because you will get sunspots. Um, the other thing about melanotan is that it's gonna create an uneven skin tone for a week or two. So you start to use this medication daily over a seven to 14 day period of time where you're trying to get that base tan. And then once you get that base tan, you only wanna inject it once a week. Um, What'll happen though in that first two weeks is it's really splotchy and blotchy. So you might end up having a nice tan mark on your cheek and then you'll have a nice white mark over here. So it's the kind of thing that you typically wouldn't want to utilize if you're going to have a photo shoot or a wedding or something like that. You want to wait, you want to do it like 
two months before any special events because it will take a little while to even out on your skin. Um, but one of the things about our practice is we only use FDA approved uh, peptides. So they are, uh, all the peptides that we use have went through regular, rigorous clinical testing. We are using them off label and we are getting them from compounded pharmacies. However, we do understand the mechanisms of actions of all of these peptides. And melanotan is one that I really appreciate. There's melanotan one and melanotan two. Melanotan two is a little bit more risky. Uh, melanotan one is very hyper-focused on skin pigmentation. It doesn't have a lot of side effects, um, but, but it can cause your age spots to be pretty nasty if you're not using SPF. I was absolutely shocked when I saw this in yeah. my friend for the first time that, you know, the brown spots literally looked like they were 70. It was it was mm -hmm. insane. And thank you so much for that um, FYI about the uh, FDA approved because there's a lot of cowboys out there. There's a lot of cowboys for injectables, rejuvenation, laser treatments, and sticking with the tried and true things that have had those long-term approvals are definitely going to be my takeaways. So what does aging well mean to you? Well, our, our kind of motto, the thing that we always say is look good and feel good doing it. And I actually started out with just my focus in cosmetic therapies. Um, and I really think that cosmetic medicine has a great deal of opportunity to improve people's lives. Because when you look in the mirror, if you feel good about what you see, um, it creates a great confidence boost. And it just gives you this opportunity to kind of go out there and seize the day. But oftentimes, it can also be a mask, right? So if you're just coming um, and taking care of your external body, at some point in time, that's, that's going to kind of like pedal out, right? So I got into more of the integrative health practice with the idea of trying to encourage people to um, engage in good fitness, engage in good eating, um, weight management, improve lean muscle mass, uh, look at improving um, people's sex lives, improving their emotional health. And um, I think what I am constantly trying to tell people is that we want to extend your median lifespan. So, uh, you know, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but in the United States, I would say a vast majority of our population is nice and healthy until about 40. And then from that moment on, they decline and chronic disease starts to set in. Maybe they start with high blood pressure or pre-diabetes or a little bit of high cholesterol. Um, and then over time you get COPD coming in and heart failure and valvular issues. And it just feels like after 40 years of age, when I was in family medicine, Every time I saw someone for their yearly physical, I was adding another chronic illness diagnosis to their life. And it, it really was because there wasn't a lot of health promotion happening in our system. There was a lot of disease treatment. And basically, people start dying at 40, you know, and then they maybe live until 83, 84, 85 years old, but they begin that journey to death at about 40 years of age. And what I think aging well means is that you live in the best health, the best active state, you continue to 
camp and jog and run and ride horses and get out there on your dirt bikes and have a vibrant sex life and uh, laugh and be able to enjoy some cocktails here and there and all those different things until one to two weeks before you die. You know, I want everybody basically, you, you know, you've got that period of development and once you hit 21 years old, we consider you developed. And then at that point you're aging, but I want to slow the aging process to the point where you're really, really living your best life until the end. So would you say that peptide therapy, because it's, you know, essentially interacting with our hormones and and whatnot for various things, for cognitive function, sexual function, skin optimization, hormonal balance, and all sorts of cool things. Would you say that there's a certain age group that you would not recommend this to? Say, for example, people before they're developed? Yes, absolutely. I would not treat anyone with peptides in a developmental stage. And so um, it also does require a physical exam for me to make sure that you've made it through every developmental stage. Most of us, by the time we're 21 years old, have completed um, all of our secondary sexual characteristic development stages, but there are some people that haven't. So um, I typically do a full body exam to make sure that we've made it through all those stages before I would prescribe certain peptides. Some of the topical skincare ones are not really interacting much with your hormones. So I I don't necessarily need to do a full body exam for um, maybe an anti-aging topical peptide, but anything that is going to interact with your hormones does require a full body exam. The other thing is, is that, um, I kind of want to just mention the kind of hallmark of all peptides. So the hallmark of all peptides is that they work on helping you create new skin or not skin, new cell turnover. Okay. And so what it really is doing is trying to make sure that you're always creating young and healthy tissue wherever it acts. So if you're taking a peptide that acts on the musculoskeletal system, the goal is that you're constantly creating new cells that are going to help you recover from your workouts better so that you can be more active and engaged. Um, With your skin, you're going to be creating regular cell turnover, building more collagen. So all of this is about making sure that you have the youngest uh, cells in your body at any point in time, the youngest, healthiest cells in your body at any point in time. But any of the functional peptides, I mean, anti-aging peptides, you don't really have to do a lot other than use them. But any of the functional peptides, you do have to support with Um, body activity and you have to support it with a good diet and you have to support it with intermittent fasting. And um, so none of this stuff is really, when we go back to talking about getting it online, it's not really going to work if you don't have a good comprehensive education as well. In addition to having a good quality product, having a good comprehensive education as to how to use them, what part of your cycle to use them in, um, how long before your meal, all of those things. Yeah, there's many nuances. And you're, if you're tuning in here, you're not possibly going to be able to understand all of this in Google search, because in case you don't know, Google's only going to show you certain things. I actually use a browser called DuckDuckGo. And it's pretty wild, the differences in, in search results that I find just little FYI. So how do peptides interact with the skin? We've talked a little bit about the body, cognitive function, sexual function, muscle development, 
And then you you very perfectly segued into topical peptide use with anti-aging skincare. And I mean, I've been using peptides in skincare with my clients for well over a decade, about 10 and a half years. And the biggest ones are going to be our Giraline, Matrixel 3000, and a few others. What are some of your favorite peptides for the skin, Nicole? My favorite peptides for the skin, um, the two that I just really, really love are GHK uh, copper. And um, I like it when it's mixed with lufazil. And the reason why is because uh, GHK copper is a collagen stimulating peptide. And you know, when you have just that like nice fat in your skin, nice plump, kind of those baby cheeks that teenagers have that make them just look young. Um, all of that comes from collagen. And typically that collagen is produced in young people via copper that runs through your blood system and your circulatory system. So in young people, typically the level of copper in your circulatory system is about 200. And by the time you're 50, it's about 60. So it, yeah, it goes down more than half between the ages of 20 and 60. And that's part of the reason why you get kind of like gaunt, um, wrinkly, saggy, poor skin turgor. So the GHK copper peptide works really, really well with skin elasticity, tightening it up, plumping the skin, but it also works really well with hyperpigmentation. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, it works really, really well with hyperpigmentation and it can work uh, for dark circles under the eyes and it's also anti-inflammatory. So I love that. It also can help um, with hair follicular development. So if you're someone who is losing your hair or balding, this is a great topical. So as a cream, it's wonderful for anti-aging. Um, and as a serum, it is really good for uh, hair follicular development. So it's really one of my favorite. I like to pair it with Lufazel and excuse me, because I didn't realize my ringer was on. So I'm turning that off so that doesn't happen again. Um, but I like to pair it with Lufazel because Lufazel is, uh, it's a, a product that works on chemodenervation, which basically is the um, ability for you to flex and express your muscles in your face. And it operates a little bit like Botox, but it's more natural. And it also um, doesn't require you to be poked with a needle or anything like that. So if you use this medication daily, I always call it uh, Botox cream. So um, GHK copper with Lufazel is a great way to kind of get the effects of filler and Botox without actually having to have any of those procedures that carry a little bit more risk. I love that you brought up copper peptides and not only for the skin, but also for the hair. I have an excellent copper peptide protocol that I integrate alongside dermal rolling for my clients. And yes, I absolutely encourage dermal rolling for the face. Yeah, you know what's up for the I, face. I yeah, for the hairline as well. So if you have any questions about how to integrate dermal rolling and copper peptide use into your routine, just reach out, send me an email info at rachelvarga.ca or book a one on one consultation. And I'll guide you through that. But it's it's funny, all these buzzwords around peptides. It's like, this is nothing new for us. You know, we've been no, in the aesthetic yeah. game for a long time. But it's the other type of peptide therapy for muscle development, cognitive enhancement, hormone balancing. I think that that honestly is going to be one of the uh, future elements with health, health optimization. And yeah, uh, yeah. So I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Okay, so the other one I just wanted to mention really quickly is aminophilin is another topical peptide that I really love. And um, it's something that stimulates lipolysis. And so it's kind of like a liposuction in a bottle. <laughs> you know? And one of my favorite things about it is that you'll have people who are just really fit and really taking care of their body, but they have these little problem areas, maybe from childbirth, um, they've got saddlebags or from, you know, rapid weight changes and things like that. And you can utilize that, uh, the aminophilin medication to just really um, help the external appearance match the like uh, muscular appearance. So a lot of times I have people who, if I'm doing an assessment on them, you can tell that they have a nice six pack, but you can't see their muscles because of skin issues or a little bit of extra belly fat. So that's one of my favorites. I call it my topical fat cream. Um, and I love that one. And then when you were talking about like uh, the hormone enhancing ones, the cognitive enhancing ones, um, I recently found, you know, that's another thing is that I have been treating people with peptides for a while, but I just started using peptides myself, found my own practitioner and sought out some of these things because I've had a brain injury. And one of the things that um, I'm really excited about is trying oxytocin, which is uh, a peptide medication. And I think everyone knows about oxytocin. Yeah. It's uh, what women secrete when they're breastfeeding. It's what we also secrete after having um, a loving experience. And one of the things about it is it also treats headaches and it creates neurogeneration and it in, um, stimulates serotonin production. And so for people who have had brain injuries, it can heal the brain injury. And it can also help with concentration, it can help with memory, and it can reduce the chronic pain syndrome associated with things like that. And so I've started to integrate these things into my life now, and I'm experiencing the benefits that I get to see my patients experience. And now I have a better understanding of why everybody's so stoked about it. That's beautiful. And I mean, full transparency, I always rear-ended pretty badly. And I have certainly had to go down the path of nutrition optimization. I eat a lot of actually raw salmon and some other things that I've tweaked in my nutrition protocols that the providers that, you know, I generally quote unquote easily have access to, they just don't know about this stuff yet. And so we kind of see that in Canada versus the US, things tend to come to fruition first in the sort of American type practices. And then up to Canada, we can get be a little slow to the gate. Sometimes that serves us well in terms of conservatism and not uh, jumping the gun too quickly with new aesthetic treatments. Like there's lots of things that are FDA approved in the US, but aren't in Canada, which is very interesting. Like like some things that uh, maybe we'll talk about off camera. But I think it's great that you mentioned that. And yeah, I'm, I'm just so incredibly grateful for your knowledge. Do you use, um, do you do salmon roe as well? Yeah, I do. I actually really don't like salmon roe. I much prefer sturgeon caviar. So yeah. um, it doesn't, it's not that expensive when you think of caviar. Like, yes, it's a little bit pricey, but it is something that I like to have every now and again. So what I do, I just go to my local fish market. We're not talking like the grocery store fish market. We're talking like the real fish market. Yeah, yeah. 
And then you can just order it. There's different sizes of tins. And I, I can't deal with the salmon roe. I find it too salty. But the sturgeon mm -hmm. caviar, it's a little bit less salty. It's a little bit more creamy. And you can you can just envision this for a second. I'll do a board and then I'll do like some toasted brioche, um, like toast, like little strips of brioche. And then I'll chop up some chives. I'll uh, get some like egg whites whipped up, some egg yolks whipped up, and then some creme fraiche. And then I'll actually put the caviar on the little brioche toast alongside maybe those other four condiments that I mentioned. And I love it. It's like a little treat for myself and do it at home instead of at the restaurant. You'll spend like twice as much as you need to at the restaurant. And it's a treat for your brain. Yes. A treat for yourself and a treat for your brain. <laughs> Yeah, it's not for everybody because I mean it is raw, it is raw fish eggs essentially, but that is the reason I eat it is because it is good for my brain. Same with oysters. I just go to the fish market and I'll get hubby to shock my own oysters for me. I'll do a nice little raspberry vinaigrette with some fresh grated horseradish. And uh yeah, when you when you have some type of brain injury or headaches or anything like that, it's really um important that you investigate further what you maybe need to optimize in regards to your nutrition and not everybody knows about this stuff so I'm thrilled that you've also found that in your experience and you're integrating it in your life but also when we learn thing as, things as providers we can then help our clients so yeah any of my clients that meet with me that say have had a history of headaches be like I want you to meet with this nutritionist or if they're in Portland I want them to you know hang out with you Nikki Nikel so where can people find you how can they work with you how can they book sessions with you well, you can find uh, me by visiting our webpage. It's www.ahmedicine.com. Um, and we have a retail line there. We have our services. Um, we are also hosting a peptide class on May 31st that is up on our webpage. And it's also um, in the link in the bio on my Instagram. So my business Instagram is ah.medicine. So you can register for our peptide class there, or you can hit up my personal Instagram page, which is a little bit more racy. So um, that's at Nikel, uh, at Nurse Nikel. Um, and if you want to book with me, you do have to be an organ resident if you wanted to be a patient. But uh, I do um, not provide personalized medical advice, but I do do telehealth consults where I provide a little bit of education and I can go over um, lab work with you if you, I, I can operate a little bit as a liaison. So sometimes I do have out of state clients who um, feel like they're not heard. And so they'll compile all their lab work together and they'll compile their symptoms together. And we'll have a little bit of a conversation about how they can best express themselves and maybe um, therapies that they should ask their provider if they think are appropriate for them. And then I often will direct them to the International Peptide Society's webpage or A4M to try and find somebody within their zip code um, to help them with their concerns. So you don't have to be local to uh, benefit from working with me, but you do have to be local in order to be an active patient. Lovely. And thank you for um, explaining the distinctions that she did so eloquently in ways to work with you. 
as per our uh, regulations. So in today's episode, we learned all about peptides for the skin and the body. Nikel, I would just love to have you back on the show. And actually, next time you're attending some uh, peptide workshops, do let me know, because this is certainly something that I am actively adding into my toolkit as well, because I do consider myself a little bit of a health futurist. You know, I started doing a virtual consultation work two and a half years ago, and everybody thought I was nuts. So I do have the ability to sometimes kind of, uh, you know, think ahead of the the pack in certain things. And I think you do too. So let's keep in touch. And I'll be updating everybody here in the community when those workshops happen, if they're for other providers, because we do have a lot of other doctors, nurses, naturopaths, surgeons tuning into the show as well. So let's all learn together. And if you have any questions, if you're in the Portland area, do reach out to Nikel. And if you want to know my dermal rolling, protocol with copper peptide use, lactic acid, hyaluronic acid, vitamin A, glutathione, vitamin B complex. I'm happy to review that all on a one-on-one call. Use podcast 15 for 15% off of your booking with me at rachelvarga.ca. Have an awesome rest of your day, Nikal, looking after your beautiful clients. Hope you get some time outside today too. Thank you. Enjoy that relaxation that you still have got left from your off-grid day. Yeah, I I feel incredible. I even have some water that I collected from the fabulous river that I swam in yesterday. You know, I've been drinking river water for the last year and a half, two years. And so far, I've survived. Sure, I guess. Crazy woman. Sure, I guess some extra bacteria there. But whatever. I mean, it tastes delicious. Have you ever Mm -hmm. drank in fresh river water? Oh, my gosh. There's nothing like it. Structured water. All right, everybody. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Thanks, Nikhil, for hanging out with us. Of course. We'll see you soon.